This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Callum McSwiggin Callum McSwiggin. on Fubar Radio. Searching, looking Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggin Show. Uh, we had a little break last week, but we are back and I am joined in the studio with the absolutely stunning Sharan Dhaliwal. How Hi, are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks it, for having me. It's really, really great to have you. And you're such a, you're such a little sunshine beam of energy today, which, <laughs> which, which, which I love. You were, you were just telling me about um, a little instant you had on the way. Yes, yes. So I had, a, <laughs> I had a great moment. I got a free tea from Pret, which was amazing. Which is the dream. I've yeah. always wanted the free. I hear, I hear about the people who get the free things from Pratt. I'm, I've never been that person. No, I'm I've jealous never. of those people. You're that person. Yeah. Well, then, 45 minutes of bird shot in my hair. So. Oh, <laughs> it's not the one, is it? It's yeah, not the one. I'm still perky. I'm still perky. It's <laughs> you fine. are, and you're, you're so sunshiny and yellow and happy I know. and positive. I've been told this is my colour, so now I'm just wearing yellow from now on. But so. never anything else. Yeah, never anything else. Well, that is yellow. the that is the Fubar Radio colours. So, 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 so you've done well on there. On brand. Yes. <laughs> Um, let's talk about you and let's talk about burnt roti, mm-hmm. which I'm so excited to hear about. Just to give me the background on that. Okay, so it was about three and a half years ago that I just woke up one day and was like, start a magazine, Sharon. I was like working for an agency. I left and then started my own animation agency. And then it was so like underpriced. And I was like lying in bed, poor and just like sure. <laughs> depressed and just like, what am I going to do? And I just woke up and was like, fuck it just start a magazine you've always wanted to um and i just started a crowdfunder and just started talking about it and then started a social media account and suddenly a magazine was created that's insane and i what i love about that is that you were just like Let, let's just start it let's yeah. just go because i feel like that's one of the things like uh, that's the kind of thing i would tell all my friends oh i'm gonna start a magazine i'm gonna do it one day you know i'll get around to it and then and, and then you just never do yeah, and yeah. i love that you just woke up and like no we're doing this <laughs> It is happening. It must yeah. have been quite daunting, though. It was. Well, it wasn't until I realised what I'd done. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You're like, oh, fuck. I've got a magazine now. I've got a magazine to run. Exactly. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then I started it. And I was like, this isn't fun. Because I, I, do, I do it on my own. Like, three and a half years later, I still do it, do it on my own. That's insane. I know. And it's because it's a non-profit. I can't pay anyone. I don't get funding. So I just continue it on my own. Yeah. Um, but it's loads of fun. So the magazine's for South Asians to give them a platform. So a lot of it's South Asian creatives. Yeah. So we do loads of events where we like collaborate with institutes like V&A and Tate and Genesis Cinema, one that's coming up. Um, and then we have an annual print issue. And then just online, we're constantly just... I think shit out there. It's it's such an important thing, you know, because we talk about, you know, like championing representation things mm. all the time. But I think often when we have these conversations, there are a couple of groups that we tend to include all the time mm. and always talk about we must include these groups. Yeah. And then there are other co- groups of people who are just completely forgotten about yeah. all the time yeah. and I, correct me if I'm wrong but I would say that South Asians are probably one of those groups yeah well I think within that group it's the Muslim minority sure so they are either ignored or they were, they're considered hostile yes so there's no like positive narrative that comes with them and that was one of the things I really wanted to work on with Bernard Rajid to be like they are like 
nuanced, interesting, amazing, creative, beautiful people. Like, yeah. don't assume that they are just what the media tells you or whatever, you know. Um, so that's a lot of what we're working towards, I guess, as well. So, yeah. I, and that is so important because we do have all this, so much, and, it, and it's everywhere, mm. you know. It's, yeah. it's in the magazines we read, it's in, you know, articles and things we read online, it's in, in movies, and it's so... It can be so toxic it is. so much yeah. of the time. So I think it's. I think we need more of what you're doing. Exactly, yeah. And the good thing is, like, loads of independent magazines have come out, like, for, like, Muslim women, for, like, the Middle East, North Africa. Um, there's so many great things out there that are now, like, directly trying to make change. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see that. Yeah. It's so nice to see it flourish. Because I think independent work, like, magazines or organisations are the ones that are doing all the work. Because a lot of people look at, like, media channels like the BBC and think that's you know the end all like that's the voice yeah. and it's not like they tend to be quite far right now so a lot of independent people are just really working hard to challenge that and be like that isn't the only voice there's all these voices as well it's, so it, it's nice to see it is really nice to see yeah. but I, I, I wish some of those people at the top were doing a, a better job you yeah. know, and, and there are some big organizations that are doing great hmm. things but like you're so right I do think it is like these you know independent people independent mm. publications that are really making a difference and, yeah. and, and championing that like a big example is Galdem so they've become huge now yeah. they started independently they supported Burton Ruddy a lot when we started and I keep saying we and it's just me <laughs> when we started you know all the invisible people standing around me right now um, <laughs> And now they're huge. They're, they're amazing. They're making so much change. And, and I just love to see that. And it really shows what independent work can do. Yeah. I, th- I, I think where you can really make a difference as well in this world is kind of talking about intersectional mm. minorities. Yeah. Um, so obviously I want to get on to LGBT+. Mm. Um, but there's one campaign I don't know if you saw recently. It was um, Michelle Ellman and Linda Blacker worked on a campaign which was championing plus-size Asians. Oh, yes. Yes, I saw that. Absolutely beautiful yeah. photo. Oh, it was gorgeous. And again, I think it's something we don't think about very often. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, we think about Asian representation and we think about plus size representation, but we don't think about those intersections where those two things meet. And I think seeing seeing that is is, is so special and I want to see more of that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's loads of things like that as well. When we're talking about intersectionality, like, for example, the biggest one in South Asian cultures is colorism. And so we see a lot of light skinned people out there that are the focus of South Asians. And whether that's like in the media, like Bollywood or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's also in the media in Britain and America and Canada and everywhere else. It tends to be light skinned people. So a lot of the conversations we have now are about colorism and getting people with dark skin out there and getting their voices out there and stuff like that. So there's a lot there that needs to be Mm. looked at because... Like you say, in, in when you're looking at intersectionality, there's so many things. Like, you know, there's plus size, but there's colorism, there's um, LGBTQ+, there's so many, so many things that people aren't discussing. And, and that's why I wanted to get on to next, because I know you, are, you do use your magazine and, and, and your platform mm-hmm. as a whole to talk particularly about LGBT plus yeah. issues. So, so how did that begin? So <laughs> um, <laughs> what happened is I actually came out a year and a bit ago. Okay. Um, and I came out in an article in my magazine. That you wrote in 20 minutes, I understand. Yeah. Like, who, <laughs> who, who does that? I would be there for weeks, like, slaving over this thing, like, it has to be perfect. Oh You're God. like, you know what? Just there, done. There we, done. Go. there we go. No, okay, but, like, it was written in 20 minutes, so then there was, like, hours afterwards of me just hovering over a submit, just being like, Trying should I? Trying to Should I? Build that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And was that coming out to the whole world? Had that you told... was coming out to everyone. So you hadn't told friends, family? Well... 
I sometimes I got drunk and like whispered to some friends, like, <laughs> I'm bisexual. And they're like, sorry, what? And, and you're like, like, yeah, then we're all drunk. So the next day they don't remember. And I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so I used to do that a lot. Um, but there were a couple of, I mean, I mean, there was a couple of like girls and non-binary people that knew, I guess. Sure. From, like, you know, experiences yeah. I yeah, had yeah. with them, like they must have known. Um, but like it wasn't anything I discussed. I never talked to family about it. Never really talked to friends about it. And then so, yeah, I wrote the article and just kind of threw my laptop and my phone across the room and hid for a while. Gosh, that um, must have been scary. Just, it, I wish it wasn't scary, yeah. but it, it must have been scary. Yeah, it was it was scary and I think the reason I threw my laptop and my phone across the room was because I was scared. But it was just amazing when I opened my laptop and my phone. And mm. it was just like, oh, my God, like, thank you. Like, I got so many thank yous. I was like, oh, right. You're that's, welcome. That, that, that's so, so, <laughs> like, so just, lovely. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And that feeling I had, that was such an overwhelming feeling of love that I had that I didn't expect. Yeah. Because I was sitting in fear. Now, I still had that a bit because I was still waiting for mum's phone call. Yes. And I was like, is she going to read this? Like, I wasn't going to contact her. But she has some, I don't know, how do we put this? Spies. Right, okay. Go on my social channels and go on my magazine. It's like, Sharon's been doing this. And she's just like, what? (laughs) And then calls me, what have you been doing? (laughs) So it took her like, I don't know, five days, I think. Okay. And then she called me... um, and she called me to talk about my nephew. She was like, are you going to go over and see Omar soon? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, nervously, like, are you going to say it? And then suddenly she goes, oh, uh, my friend read something on your magazine. I was like, oh, shit, here it is. Here we I was go. like here we go. sweating heavily, like, oh, God. And she was just like, oh, something about gay stuff. Like, I don't really understand. So I was like, oh, fuck, okay, I better say it. So I was like, yeah, I came out as bisexual. She was like, huh? <laughs> like, sure. What? So I had to kind of explain that to her, but I didn't, I didn't explain it well. I was so nervous, and I wasn't sure that explaining it would do anything. Sure. So I half-assed an explanation. Uh, yeah. And she was like, oh, you seem confused. And I was like, no, I was. <laughs> no, not anymore. That's, yeah, that's now the we're point. okay. <laughs> And so, like, uh, yeah, our conversations since have been kind of quite dismissive of it. And I guess she just, she lives in that 50%. Like, in her mm. head, there's 50% that there'll be a man that I'll marry. Sure, okay. Um, whereas she doesn't realize that I do hate men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfortunately sexually attracted to them. Yeah. But I just don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> They're very annoying. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> So, uh, with your mom, and uh, and forgive my ignorance on this, she's from a a South Asian background. And do do you think that's part of her, the reason why she misunderstands? Yes. So, um, growing up, like, she would use terminology like lesbian as a slur. Okay. um, And like gay as a slur. And I remember like every now and then um, I would, with my own internalized homophobia, I would like say to mom, uh, my brother is gay um, by like trying to harm her by saying that mm. and then she would get really angry with me and fight me about it and I was just like well, so what if he is and you know he's not he's married with a kid and happily and incredibly straight um, but it, I could tell it from like early on I could tell that, that yeah. there was that there um, and it is it is a massive thing in South Asian community so one thing that my magazine's doing is next year we're doing Pride in Middlesex 
So um, in the areas I grew up in, like Hounslow, Southall, Feltham, Hayes, all of those areas, to kind of like deconstruct these negative na- narratives around sexuality that a lot of those communities have. Uh, yeah. And around those areas, there are a lot of South Asian communities. So it's one of those things that we are really focused on right now as Ben would do. We really want to focus on deconstructing that because it took me this long to come out because I lived there and I lived around that. Yeah, that's um, incredible. And I hear loads of stories from people that say the same things. Like, I grew up in Hanslow. I still haven't come out. And I was like, no, take your time, babe. Like, don't worry about it. Like, But I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I sometimes think about, you know, the little town that I grew up in. Mm. And I often think, oh, the world's come along such a long way. Mm. And it's like, well, actually, I, I live in a big accepting city. And, yeah. you know, maybe things haven't progressed as much as I think that they exactly. have back in that place. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, yeah. you know, thinking about those people. So I, th- I think that's amazing what yeah. you're doing. That's, so, that's such a special, special thing. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. I just had some meetings with some councils and with some parks and... I never th- 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 those, so those complicated things like, they, they always go straight over my head I, like, I forget about all that stuff realize I have to make this up as I go along I don't know how to put on a pride festival <laughs> yeah yeah sure yeah but I'm absolutely. just like I guess I need a park I guess I should like <laughs> talk to some council maybe we need to get like the police involved. like I'm just like oh my god <laughs> but I mean it's, I guess it was the same when you started the magazine exactly. you were like I'm just I'm just gonna do it you, yeah. you learn these things by doing yeah absolutely and I have loads of friends that work on loads of different things that loads, work on loads of pride events and stuff i can just ask them yeah google stuff like that's what google's there for right yeah absolutely yeah. um also like mm. this this must have been a pretty big deal you were on the cover oh, of a yes. magazine I recently um was. not your own magazine no. a, a different magazine <laughs> um tell us a little bit about that yeah so attitude magazine did uh 50 covers for the 50th anniversary of the stonewall riots and the anniversary i think it was 25 years or 50 years anniversaries yeah. of, of attitude and um the editor cliff i was on a panel with him i hosted a panel i love cliff i love just, cliff. just like i absolutely love adore cliff. him um but i was i hosted a panel with him and a few other people <clears throat> and we just stayed in contact and then suddenly one day i just get a message from him saying can i have your email address I was like, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then suddenly in my inbox, there's this a massive long message about, I want you on the cover of the magazine. I was like, what? Me on a cover? Of, are you insane? And then he was like, oh, no, yeah, you're going to need a kissing partner. And I was like, whoa, this is just becoming like intense. I didn't, who's, I have no one to kiss. <laughs> that was the first thing that came in my head. I was like, like yeah, who? oh, my God, a cover. And then who? I was like, who am I going to kiss? <laughs> and that's all I could think about. I and was who, just like, who, who did you kiss? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got, you got all embarrassed. What actually happened is I, I so I'm on dating apps, but like yeah. really badly on dating apps. And I actually was talking to this girl and I suddenly was like, maybe I should just ask her. And I, I asked her and she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, That's bye. incredible. I, I thought you were about to be like this amazing story that you met on the dating app. She was like, yeah. She was just like, no, I'm not going to go on the cover like, of a magazine and kiss you. You absolute insane person. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I love that you went for that. That's, I, I, I like to think that I would have done the same thing. Mm. Probably wouldn't have had the balls, but... Mm. Well, it had gotten to that stage. Yeah, Because sure. I was just like, there's no one in my life to kiss at the moment. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I, I follow this comedian, Sophie Duca, on Twitter. Yeah. And, like, she's an amazing comedian, and we've, like, just been aware of each other. And one of my best friends is, like, very close friends with her and has directed her Edinburgh show. 
And so I text my friend and I was like, mm, so Sophie, <laughs> she's queer. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Fucking hell. <laughs> I was like, so there's a cover. And she was like, I know about this, Sharon. <laughs> I was like, it's happening in two days. And oh she's, yeah, that's, the, oh that's the point I'd gotten to. Yeah. And I was just like, like, she's fit, but like, I don't know her. So how do I do this? So I ended up asking Saima. Saima was like, let me ask her. And then she was doing a preview of her Edinburgh show. And I was like, oh, I'll come to that and meet her in person for the first time. Because um, then she went, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, yeah. fuck it, that sounds great. Let's do it. I went to meet her and I was like, cool, like, you know, you're really cute and awesome and I really like this. Um, see you tomorrow for some kissing. Like, it was just so, it amazing. was so random because she was just so up for it. Yeah, she was just like, yeah. you know, this sounds amazing. Like, this sounds like so much fun. Um, and we followed each other for a while. We have respect for each other. So it wasn't like creepy Sharon's come along and be like, kiss me. <laughs> Which I felt like it was. I was like, like creep. Just That's like Gollum amazing. Going along, like. You know what? I'm sure she felt honoured to be asked to kiss you on the front of a magazine. I, I should like, hope that, so. that, that, that is an honour. Yeah. It, it is right? a tremendous honour. Yes. Thank you. I, lo- I love that story. But yeah. Yeah, what I really love about it is that I feel like you went from your, you know, writing about your... You're coming out, telling, mm. you know, telling the world that you're bisexual. Mm. And then going from that to being on the cover of a magazine, mm. kissing another woman. I know. In such a short space know, of time. I know. That is, like, incredible. Like, <laughs> what, what, like what a role model. Like, it's amazing. Oh, I love you. that. thank you. Thank yeah, you. No, absolutely. It, I mean it. I think it was just, like, it was really unexpected, but I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that I already had contacts in, in that field. Yeah. I already knew people. And so when I came out, people were just so excited about the fact that I was so open about it. And I just... I basically just don't shut up about it kind of thing. You know? sure. I'm just like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and I'm like, most people must be annoyed. But I think so many people are just like, well, this is refreshing. Like, you know, not that many people. And I guess not that many like British Indian girls, I guess, are that open about it. So I, I think that's why I think that's why they found it quite refreshing. And people kind of jumped on that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Well, it's 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 great to have you here um, today. You. We are we're going to play a game uh, very shortly. <laughs> I'm so um, excited. <laughs> but let's have let's have a little bit of music first. So this is a little bit of Sunday. So as if you're not busy enough running your magazine and being on the covers of other magazines and doing all these things, you you also have a, a dating evening. Yes. So how, how have you got the time? Um... So I have insomnia. Ah, okay, that, that helps. <laughs> so that might be why. <laughs> um, so it's called Oh Queer Cupid. Is yes, that right? Yeah. T- tell us all about it. Okay. So I'm like I said earlier, I'm bad on dating apps. Um, I start a conversation with someone, and then I think probably within their first reply, I'm like, well, I fucking hate you. <laughs> like straight away, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I relate. <laughs> I, I relate. So I'm like, I can't do this. I can't keep doing this. Like, if I want to have, like, any kind of relationship with anyone, like, I can't start off hating them. Mm. So I was like, I, I need to meet people. Like, I just need to meet them in person. And yeah. then I can actually, like, build a relationship. 
Uh, so are you one of those people, uh, sorry to cut you off there, no, no. but I'm just, I just find it really interesting. I hate chatting to people for a million years online. Mm. I'm like, hi, do you want to go on a date? Because I want to meet them as soon as possible. Because yeah. I, I've talked to boys for months before oh and then met them. And I've been like, I've just wasted months of my time. Oh my because God. people yeah, are yeah, different so yeah, in that's real so life. True. They are. Yeah. Like, it's not like people are being fake or pretend. It's just, you can't really get, I don't think you can get a sense of who somebody is without actually meeting them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I totally agree. But like, I do like, I guess, a couple of days of chat. And then I'm like, Let's yeah, meet a up. couple of days. Let's is okay. just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just make sure you're like fairly normal. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then let's go on a date. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but like, I, yeah, I'm just really bad at it. So I started looking for speed dating nights, and I was like, there must be some like queer speed dating nights out there. Yeah. There must be, and I couldn't find any. None. Uh, is there none? I've never well, looked. There so. were there were like specific to like sexuality and gender and things like that. But I wanted it more like. I wanted to go something that was more open and fun because I yeah. also wanted to just like make friends as well. Yeah. Like, you know, um, so I was just like, fuck it. Just here we go again, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I've got to do. Oh, God. Uh, I'm doing Pride. I'm doing a magazine. Okay, now we're, now we're doing speed dating. Let's Why do not? this. Fuck it. So, yeah, I just um, I just came up with it. I was like, let's just start doing speed dating. And then I came up with the name Oh Queer Cupid. And I was like, well, that's fucking amazing, Sharon. <laughs> You have to go ahead with it now. I am incredible. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> I love so, it. I yeah, love it. I just I just started it and I um there was a, a venue, the Apple Tree in Clerkenwell, that tweeted me when I was asking about it and they said, Do it at our venue and I was like, Fucking yeah. Okay, oh my God, why venue not? sorted. Um and I just, yeah, sold out the first event, like, almost straight away. That's and insane. it was amazing. So it's, like, all genders, all sexualities. And it's just about people chatting, having fun, making friends. And if you fancy someone, like, brilliant. You know, but I just wanted to build more strength in the community with, like, intersecting genders and sexuality. Because when there's so much separation, there can be too many differences. Yeah. And, like, um, uninformed kind of people i guess so i wanted to like join them together and be like we can all be buddies and then maybe we can fuck as well yeah, like. <laughs> I, love that. I feel like that takes a little bit of the pressure off yeah, as well definitely because definitely. i think with like more, a more traditional speed dating i'd be like oh my god like i oh this person's attractive okay need to impress them yeah, 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 yeah. 30 seconds exactly and then exactly i think it's nice to take the pressure off a bit yeah but like it's a speed dating and comedy night. Oh, yeah, comedy so, too. I know, just right? to, just to overcomplicate things. Yeah, again. yeah, just to make it like harder for me. Um, <laughs> do you hate yourself? I do. do, I, do, do, you, do. I feel yeah. like I do. You're making me realize how much I hate myself. <laughs> You're doing amazing things. That's all that matters. <laughs> but if you ever do need, if you ever do need a break, you know, just just treat yourself. Um, uh, well, that sounds amazing, yeah. and I'm kind of tempted to come along. When, oh my god, you should! When's the next so one? So the next one is on third of September at the Bread and Roses at the Chapel. So it's gender neutral toilets, wheelchair accessible. We have the whole bar area, and then there's comedians that perform afterwards. So you can like meet everyone, chill with them, have a laugh. And get drunk because that's why essentially. Oh, it sounds so fun! I re- yeah. I, I really want to come to it's this. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, to celebrate everything you're doing, yes. um, we're going to play a little bit of a game now. I'm so excited! Um, and we are going to do like our little Fubar Radio version of okay. like dating. Okay. So we're, we're going to have three rounds, and we're going to have to try and convince each other mm. that we are the perfect partner for each other. Okay. Okay. So in our first <laughs> round, we each have thirty seconds, and I'm so nervous. About <laughs> this. 30 seconds to pitch ourselves okay. 
as the perfect date and okay. say why we are the person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over anyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling very confident. I'm not feeling confident <laughs> at all. Do, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You go first. Oh, no! <laughs> Oh, I really did I know not it's because you just, yeah, I know that's why. Okay, I'm going to balls this up, but I'm going to let you compress the button for us to start. N- okay. Number five there. Okay, okay. Um, whenever you're ready to push it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Um, I am, you know what? I am a very empathic person. Okay. I really, really care about other people. So I will be the person that wakes up early to make you breakfast in bed. I will be the person when you're down who like... Ask you really ask you how you're feeling and and like remembers the little things that you know make you happy. I'll remember that like really weird, bizarre thing that only you like, and I'll go out of my way to bring it to you to make you happy. <laughs> that, the, the hooray! <laughs> was, was the, the hooray sound? <laughs> I think I did okay. That was really good. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really tried. My heart melted a bit. I was I was actually shaking. Were like, you? Well, because I don't know, there might be boys listening. <laughs> and you know, there I might was, be. <laughs> Usually there's none. <laughs> Usually zero. It's all females listening. In. Um, it's your turn now. Oh fuck. Okay. All are, right. Are, are you ready? No. Okay. We're going. 3 2 1. Um, I like to mostly chill at home and like drink and cook. I'm really good at cooking. I love making a good curry and I love cooking for other people. So that'd be really nice. Um, I don't really go clubbing that much. I'm more of just like pubs and chilling together and being like kind of like involved in each other's lives a bit more. And like, you know, getting to know you instead of getting to know a lifestyle. So, yeah, that. And hooray! <laughs> I think the hooray sold it for me as well. That, 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 that really works for me. I think we should both add hooray to our dating profiles online. Oh, my online. God, yeah. shall we? Okay, I think we'll, think we'll doing get, that. get a bit more success. Um, that was great. Okay. Um, so you love to make a curry? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, so recently I've been doing it a lot more than I used to. Yeah. So, like, I grew up just being like, no, I'm not going to cook because mum's always wanted me to cook for a husband. I'm never going to do it and eventually i was like sharon you should probably like learn how to cook so you can eat something nice yeah that, that'd be nice <laughs> it's nice to yeah. eat like good food sharon so i ended up teaching myself oh that's yeah. amazing and like in my print magazine every issue my mom does a recipe so okay. i just kind of go oh if i want to learn something i'm like yeah it's for the magazine i love that i <laughs> yeah. love that that's that's so so cool yeah so i've learned how to cook so many curries well i want to date you just for the curries okay amazing because it's like my favorite food so so sold <laughs> Um, okay, our next round, um, we are going to ask each other five questions um, of our own choosing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and let's just see how we fare okay. with that. We, we, I'll let you start this time. Okay. So do you, you ask me your five questions. Okay. I believe you've prepared earlier. I have prepared. I have prepared. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. What Netflix show have you recently been obsessed with? Uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, do you watch it? I watched two seasons. <gasps> okay, I'm going to tell you now. You have to power through. Okay. You have to get to the last episode of season four. Oh. When you do, it will blow your mind and it becomes one of the best shows ever written. But no up, way. To, up to then, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun and silly. Yeah. It gets really serious. It, it goes dipped? really intense. And then, yeah, it, it fully dips and then it starts picking up last episode of season four okay. and then it gets okay. amazing okay. but I just finished the last season I've never been so angry with the ending of a show ever I can't <gasps> say anything because I'll spoil it for everyone but oh, oh. Disapp- disapp- 
disappointing ending. See, this is not making me want to watch it. No, but but like (laughs) all of it, like last episode of season four, right up until like the penultimate episode of season seven. Okay. Amazing. Okay. Just that last episode. Just that one Just ignore that episode. Oh, right. I'll just switch it off Just switch it off. Done. We're done. Make up my own ending. Um, So yeah, Orange is the New Black. But but also because it is so inclusive. Yeah, I think Netflix are amazing at doing that anyway. Like all their shows feature LGBT plus characters. Mm. But like Orange is the New Black is so like so many incredible women from all different backgrounds absolutely and it did start a while ago as well a long time yeah, ago yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. that's true that's true I'll that, give you that that's your right. answer okay um, what was the last song you listened to on repeat oh last song oh you know you're going to judge me for this this I is will, not yeah. going to fare well for me um, <laughs> Senorita Sean Mendes oh and- my god <laughs> Oh my I god! I know it's trash, but I, I love it. I you love Sean. It's, it's, I it's a, a good song. song. It's a good song. It's a bit of a bop. It's yeah. like a summer bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'll give it that. But like on repeat. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm a basic white boy. So it's, it's what I do. It's what I do. Okay. I'll give it to you though, because you were right. It is a bop. I'll give yeah, it to you. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. What subject were you best at in school? Oh, English. Oh. Yeah, uh, particularly literature rather uh, than language. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love to read, um, love to write. Um, mm. Just, yeah, yeah, English. Yeah, I think it's English the language lit I speak. was mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, what's your go to drink in a pub? Oh, uh, tequila orange. Oh. I know, it's weird. Everyone thinks I'm really weird, and people always like double take when I ask. I have never heard of that. It's really good. You have to have a double because you need to be able to taste the tequila. Okay. Um, but it's. Do, do you drink? Yes. Yes. Uh, Excessively. <laughs> a lot, in fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, get, get a tequila orange. They're fantastic. Okay. okay. They're fantastic. Yeah. Okay. But have you had a tequila sunrise? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, okay. It's just that oh, without right. the grenadine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's a good oh, drink. I like that. It's a good drink. Okay. Also makes me seem more interesting than I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, yeah. I might start saying that as well instead of like beer <laughs> okay last one uh, do you agree that mince pies should be replaced with samosas as a Christmas snack absolutely <laughs> yes so I'm, I'm trying to make this happen I've been doing this for like a year and a half like, I love this <laughs> I'm like fucking replace mince pies with samosas like, yeah. I went to my dad's house no I went to my mum's house sorry I think it you're was really passionate week. about I'm this I'm so like this needs to happen um, I went to my dad's house last week I found some samosas in the freezer like I was drunk dad left and then I was just like I need food so I got samosas out of the freezer heated them up I was like Arr. and halfway through I was just like this is fucking mince pie filling the fucker. He, uh, <laughs> he bought samosas with mince pie f- filling because he knew that I'm trying to campaign to get rid of them. That is He's amazing. He's like the biggest troll out there. That like, is amazing. I was just like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this campaign though. I'm so on board. Oh yeah, this needs I to happen, right? I love a samosa. Yeah, exactly. Get rid of fucking mince pies. Fuck mince pies. Nobody needs no them. No one needs them. Get the samosas in. Done. Boom. My God. Do you want to okay. know something really embarrassing? Of course, um, always. I was like, it, I was like 23 years old before I realised a mimosa is not a type of samosa. <laughs> I'd see Americans talking about them. I'm like, what? what is a mimosa? Oh my God. And they'd be like, oh, let's get mimosas for breakfast. And I'm like, really? Oh, I love really? that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of an idiot. That's what I do. Um, oh my God. That's so true. I bet there's so many people out there that had that, though, that were just like, oh, mimosas are type Well, because we call it Buck's Fizz over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Like, we have our own name exactly. for it. So it's oh, very I confusing. Love that. <laughs> oh, I'm telling everyone. Um, are, you, are you ready for your five <laughs> oh, yeah, first five questions? Right. Okay, what it was your worst date? 
Oh, um, someone that fetishized me for being Indian and kept talking about Bollywood the whole time. Oh, wow. Like, nonstop. Like, how do you keep talking about Bollywood? Like, like I can... Like, <laughs> honestly, I just... I was so bad. So, firstly, her, her saying... Um, I like she, she texts me this and I, I sh- this was a red flag I should have just been like no date I really want an Indian and I was like oh like the food oh <laughs> are you god. hungry oh my god yeah and, oh my god yeah that's and, so bad I know and then went on a date with her anyway because like she's fit yeah and then, and then like she was trying to teach me about Bollywood. I was like, bitch, I grew up on Bollywood. How dare you? And she was like, oh, I don't like this actress. And I was like, what the? Shut up. <laughs> this actress is amazing. I got so angry. I was like, what is happening? So not only did she talk about Bollywood nonstop, but she did it in a way that offended you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really shit opinions uh, as well. Really liked like really bad films. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, no, you're like, no, 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 no we're not doing not, this. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, fair dues to you. Yeah. Well, she was American. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Expected it. Um, your next one. What is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you that you're willing to say on radio? Oh, so or just many. a embarrassing thing. It doesn't have to be the most. Well, uh, the most recent one. Like this happens. I'm. I. I say it on Twitter usually when something embarrassing happens. I think it's when I travelled all the way from west to. No, from east to west London with my fly completely undone. Oh, yeah, that is that. Is and like, pretty, I was wearing like baggy thing. jeans, so they were just like <laughs> wide open. <laughs> I I went to a, a really like really fancy event recently, and my button popped off my trousers oh my on god. the way there oh so god. it was like what, what what do i do like I, just as i was arriving as well oh my god so it's like what do i do so i was all evening i was trying to like pull down my shirt to cover oh the fat no. and i keep my zip up but because there was no button at the top it, it just kept down. coming oh undone no. and then i remember having like a really important conversation with a really important person and then like just looking down mid-conversation and like essentially my penis was just oh my god there. yes that was fun oh so. my god why is your like so when i said my my bird shit story. I know. I, you had a, <laughs> a better one. Well, a worse one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I keep trying to one up you. I'm a very, I'm very competitive. <laughs> I, I won't do you it again. Do pro- it well every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't. I won't one up you on this next one. Okay. Um, cat, cats or dogs? And dogs. Justify. Dogs, because I'm incredibly needy and I need the attention of a dog. I can't deal with the fact that a cat essentially hates me <laughs> I'm like no you have to love me yeah this is your job yeah, like, I exactly. give you food you give me love that's the exchange exactly and last time I was hanging out with a cat it just completely scratched up my arm so I was like fuck you I'm not dealing with cats anymore dogs love me as much as I love them yeah that's what I need I yeah. need that vibe I, I, I completely agree with you like yeah. I'm way too insecure to have a cat yeah like, exactly I don't need another thing in my life to tell me that it doesn't love me exactly enough people doing that exactly. already. <laughs> Why would you do that? It's like choosing that. It's, oh my God, I don't understand, honestly. Okay, um, favourite superhero? Oh, that one's really hard. It so is I hard. grew up on comic books. So, Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I would have to go a bit kind of like, oh, I have to be a geek about this, don't I? Oh, someone no one's ever heard of. Well, she's in some of the X-Men, so Psylocke in X-Men. No she- idea. <laughs> tell, tell me about Psylocke. Psylocke's like the fittest. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you went for the shallow option. I mean, mine's Spider-Man, so I've done the same thing. I've just gone for the one I fancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Why, why, why would you pick anyone else? Why would I? Oh, Wolverine. Nah. 
the fittest one, Psylocke. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But what, what does she do? So she has kinetic powers. She can create a connect, kinetic blade that okay. comes out of her hand that she can just like kill people with. She's nice. like a ninja assassin and like super badass. Like, and a bit kind of evil. Like she's a hero, but a bit evil as well. Amazing. And like a couple of times turns a bit evil and has like a. Uh, was actually an imposter and the real version came along eventually oh it's just oh, <laughs> it's intense it's intense she might be my new favourite <laughs> <laughs> she sounds great yeah um, okay and the last one and arguably the most important mm. question of all mm. um, hangover food of choice oh I'm going to be really annoying uh, a yoghurt a yoghurt yeah it makes me feel better a yoghurt yeah I understand that it might make you feel better, but like, surely that's not what you crave. Like, oh, like I'm so hungover. When I'm really hungover, I can't eat. Like thinking uh, of eating makes me want to throw up when okay. I'm really hungover. So I need to have something that makes me feel a bit healthier. So I have to have yogurt. And so then yogurt. I feel, yeah. But like usually when I'm like with someone, like say I'm with friends on holiday, they're just like, oh, let's go for a fry up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go for a fry up. <laughs> 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 like going to like slowly eat They do yogurts. This is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> My body's like aching. I mean, I understand your reasoning, but mm. I still reject your choice. Okay, that's, that, that's where I'm at. That's um, fine. <laughs> so our, our, our last round, mm. um, party trick. What is your secret party trick? Okay, so... Because I am, and this is not selling me very well, because I'm incredibly lame, I don't have one, but I used to. Oh. So when I was younger, and I'm not going to do it for you because I'm wearing lipstick, and that just sounds terrible, but it is terrible. I used to f- put my fist in my mouth. Your entire my fist? My entire fist. That, that, that's pretty it, impressive. Yeah, but it was like the most ugliest I've ever looked. <laughs> I was just, just checking just, there. If I could yeah, do it, I can't. No, I can't. I can't. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But, like, your whole face would contort and then, like, your lipstick goes over, your eyes start watering. You just don't look good. Like, I, l- just- I, l- I love it, though. <laughs> I think if a boy, like, opened his mouth and put his fist in, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second date. Yes, please. <laughs> You've convinced me. <laughs> That's Perfect. all I need. Well, there you go. That's all I need. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that part. I don't trick. think I can do it anymore, but I haven't mm. tried in a very long time. My, my party trick is both legs behind my head. Shut um, up. I've done it on this show before, and I know you're probably going to make me. So m- maybe in the song, I'll show yes, you. Yes, do it. Um, so yeah, I can do that. Ah, <laughs> That's fucking mine. Um, uh, we have to now decide if we want to date each oh, other. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so we're going to have a three second countdown. Okay. And then we have to say yes or no. Okay. To okay. a date. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. <laughs> I said it because of dogs. How dare you? A fellow just, dog lovers just rejected me. I've you know had what? way too much rejection this month to have another one happen live on radio. I'm only rejecting you for the yogurt. Everything else was a win. It was all a win. You were the perfect partner. But I just, uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a double uh, cheeseburger yeah. kind of guy. So yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair I couldn't. Enough. Like, if, if you could change your, your eating habits, nah, perhaps. <laughs> you rejected me. Like, I'm not changing anything for you. Never change for anyone. That, that is the lesson here. Yes, absolutely. Um, okay, let's have a little bit more music. This is Sweet Spot by Kim Petrus. Baby, don't stop. 
That was a little bit of Sweet Spot by Kim Petras there. And we do actually have a competition running at the moment to win two tickets to go and see her in her sold-out show in heaven. Um, so if you want to enter that, just hop on over to the Fuel Bar Radio Instagram, look for the post with Kim Petras, and you can answer there. Um, it's time for our favourite part of the show. Oh, uh, We are going to be reacting to our lovely listeners' sex confessions. <gasps> yes. How do you feel about this? Oh, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I cannot wait to judge people. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, yeah, l- listen and support. To, to, to give very constructive and helpful advice is what you wrong. meant to say there. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much to everyone who has sent in their confessions. If you want to get involved in future, you can do that by emailing Callum at foobarradio.com. And it is completely anonymous. We won't read out your name or anything like that. Should we just dive right in? Let's do um, it. Do you, would you like to read one? Yeah. Okay. You can pick one from the list. I'm going to go for the first one because it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> if I have an STD, am I a whore? No. Is of the course easy not. Answer. No, absolutely not. Like, <sighs> and also, what does it mean to be a whore? Like, what does that mean? It mean it's it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm completely with you on this. I think this uh, the, these whole ideas around. This just stigma around yeah. STDs, and it was always. I remember in school, and it was always like, "Oh, that person has an STD yeah. because they're a slag." Yeah, that's not how STDs no, work. No, absolutely not. You could have all the sex in the world and never contract one, and do have all the sex and in the world, and do have all the like, sex in yeah. the world. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly, and get an STD and then deal with it, and then continue having sex. Yeah. Like, you know, it's fine. Absolutely it fine. There's nothing just wrong with it. Try and stay clean. <laughs> Try and stay safe as much as yeah. you can. Um, go for regular checks. You, Definitely you use protection. Yes, do all of that good yes. stuff, and yes. and you should be you should be great. I also want to point out that like you can get like I've known people who have got an STD on the first ever time that they've had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know people like, that have as well. That but, like can I know happen. a lot of people that have got UTIs from like first time they've had sex. Yeah, so and like because there's loads. There, I mean, there's loads of stuff you can get having sex that isn't even STDs. You know, there's yeah, things absolutely. like crabs and scabies yeah. and, and stuff like that, which aren't even STDs. And you can get those. The thing is, there's no like proper sex education around this, so a lot of people don't really understand about how what to like protect themselves. To. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that needs to change. There needs to be a lot more of a kind of transparent conversation around what sex is like, and so people. Well, understand that an STD doesn't make you a whore. <laughs> like, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't at all. I mean, because this person who wrote this in, I mean, we're, we're almost like borderline making light of it. But, you mm. know, they, they probably genuinely meant to ask this question. Yeah. They genuinely felt it. Yeah. And I think that in itself shows that, you know, we, meet, we need more education and we Absolutely. need to talk about these things a little Absolutely. bit more. Absolutely. Yeah. Normalization. Yes. Very important thing. Yes. Um, okay, let's do the next one. After having sex with a dick, does it stay hard after? Or go down. I'm a lesbian and I don't know what happens. Oh my God, I love this question. Oh, wow. I love this question because like, it never would have occurred to me that somebody would have that question. Yeah. Because it seems so obvious to me because I have a penis and I know how it works. Yeah. Well, I've been around many, so I've, I've seen how it works. <laughs> You're also I'm fully also aware, aware yeah. of what happens. Okay, so let, should we, let's each take it in turns okay. to answer this question because I wonder if we have different interpretations oh, of maybe. this answer. So I would say it does stay hard for, for a very pre- brief period afterwards. So I'd say it stays hard for like maybe like 15, 20 seconds, and then it gradually starts, starts to, go to go down. Yeah. So it, go, it goes into this like semi-phase where it's still quite 
big and then it, I feel like it stays like that for a while and, and then, then eventually starts... goes back to normal. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I've noticed. Yeah. From staring. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Very observant. Um, yeah. so let, let me just watch what happens yeah. here. I've had a stay lot of... there for a second. What's happening? <laughs> a lot of lesbians have been asking me questions about this. <laughs> but yeah, 100%. It stays, it stays hard for like a very small amount of time and then starts gradually going back down again. Like, yeah. I like the middle stage. This is a very, feels like a very weird <laughs> thing to say. Um, on other people, I think the middle stage is very beautiful. Oh, interesting. I find it very attractive. Like a semi? Yeah, but not a, not a before sex semi. It has to be an after, after sex, sex semi. semi. I feel oh, like they're very different things. But I'm like, I'm attracted to that. And I'm like, this is useless. Like, I'm attracted <laughs> to the thing that happens when they're no longer interested just, in you sex. You can just be attracted and just like, isn't this great? Like, isn't this in beautiful? In that way, yeah. Like a, like a work of art. Exactly. Maybe I should paint one. <gasps> Do it. Yeah. No, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I take that back, that's, actually. That's Sorry, everyone. <laughs> absolutely terrible idea. Um, okay, do you, would you like to read another one? You can take your pick. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, going to go for the next one. Uh, my boyfriend was a rebound hookup, so I could lose my bottom virginity. Now we've been together 11 years. Oh, oh, that's, that, oh, that's really lovely, actually. 11 years. 11 Jesus, years. that's a long relationship. That's a long rebound. Yeah, that's a long rebound. <laughs> I was just like, that's a long relationship. You're like, rebound. It's <laughs> long, like, uh, rebound's usually, you know, a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 11, 11 years is a is 11 a years is very, very long. Um, that's I, amazing. I think it's lovely. And I also do think, like, I'm making jokes about rebounds. But, like, you know, people always talk about, oh, you're out of a relationship. The next person you get with, like, that's not going to last that's going to be a temporary yeah, thing. Yeah, that's think, not... Like, that's not how dating works. Like, you yeah. never know what's going to happen. Every relationship, every dating situation is, is unique. Exactly. And you need to stop, like, putting those judgments on people as well. Just being like, just because you're in a rebound, I'm going to tell you it's not going to work. Like, how cruel is that? That's well, really cruel. Right? That is really cruel. And it should you, be kind of like, yeah, you're seeing someone cool. Like, whatever. Actually, if, it's none of my business. <laughs> if you believe it's going to be a rebound as well, then it probably will be. Yeah, you know, if that's you get so that true. in your head, like, yeah. you're just going to sabotage it yourself. Absolutely. That's so true. Yeah. But that's cute. I really like this. That's really cute. And I also love that they lost their bottom virginity to this person yeah. in the rebound. Like they were trying something new and yeah. then they've obviously fallen in love and now they've been together like 11 years. <sighs> What's your longest? Six. Six Ooh, years. Three and a half. <laughs> that face you just did. That was, oh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Six. It's like... a long time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I like came out and then like went into a relationship like the next day oh, and really? then stayed in that relationship for six years. First gay person I ever met as well. Oh, wow. Like, so I was just like, any gay, any gay will do. <laughs> yes, There's you, one. come. I lock him in. <laughs> six years it went on. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't do long relationships, I don't think. No. It's not selling me very well. <laughs> I am single. I'm very good at relationships. Ready to mingle. Not very good at making them last. No. But, but, I'm, but I'm here and I'm willing to try. <laughs> I hope none of our potential partners are listening to this show. Oh, my I God. Feel like, like fuck we've, no. we've, we've really ruined oh, yeah. any. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know that mystery? Unless they're, unless they're like, oh, this is adorable. Like... That, no, that's, that's not the true. Hope, but th that's the, the way hope. you just looked at me. You're like, no, Sharon. <laughs> I mean, even I turned you down. Which, I, uh, which still hurts. <laughs> and you just brought it up again. Just op opening those wounds. Opening those wounds. It's okay because when you find your rebound, oh yeah, true. You can make maybe that will last eleven. Eleven years, years yes. Yeah. Just eleven though. That's your lot. Oh okay. Don't, don't, get, right. don't get greedy. Um, <laughs> I think we have time for one more. Okay. Um, I love your reading voice, so would you do this oh, one as well? Okay. 
Last night, I slept over at a girl's house after a date, and I had to go to Primark to buy new clothes before going back to, into work. Oh, classy. I've done that. Classy. Yeah, Have you yeah, yeah. Gone Primark to yeah, buy? Yeah, yeah, <gasps> Before going into work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like a, like when I was walking around getting new clothes at that time, I just felt like a lot of these people are doing the same thing. Like, <laughs> I just looked around and be like, you haven't been home. <laughs> is that what Primark's for? I think so. <laughs> I feel like it is. It, it's like emergency kind of like yeah. shopping, isn't yeah. it? It definitely, yeah, I, I've done that. I once, I once had a situation. I went to the gym before I was going to meet a boy for a date mm. because, you know, I wanted that like little <clears throat> pump and yeah. to, you know, feel confident and strong before the date. Um, and I always say that somebody stole my underwear in the locker room. <gasps> probably didn't. I probably just lost them because I just they just disappeared. Every, they were not there. Like the underwear were there. I went to the shower, came back from the shower. They were gone. Okay, someone stole it. Someone may have stolen my underwear. So I was like, what do I do? Do I go to the date commando? But then I was wearing like really loose fitting jeans and had no belt. Oh, no. So I was no. like, what do I do? So I went to Primark, like grabbed some underwear off the shelf, went into the changing rooms, put them on. <gasps> and then like I started walking. I was like, oh my God, these are way too small. <gasps> And then, like, they were so small that it was painful. So, like, during the day, I kept having... Like, it wasn't a, oh I'm just going to sit through this. It was like, I have to readjust. So, through the day, I kept, like, having to, like, fidget and readjust. Oh my God. And he probably thought I was, like, some, like, weirdo with his hand <laughs> in his pants. The so, the date didn't go well. Didn't, didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> All my what worst dates... that story uh, as well, me. is yeah. that you put on the underpants and walked out. Did you buy them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. Because that's how I heard it. I, I was like, I went on. to the changing rooms, I put them on, I just walked out. I basically no, stole everyone. No, I bought them first and then I went to the okay. Primark changing rooms, put them on. Okay. Then like, I promise I'm not sure. a thief. I promise. I'm not admitting to crimes on the radio. <laughs> um, on, on that note, that brings us to the end of the show. Oh, um, what? So if people want to follow you and yes. your magazine and everything that yes. you are doing, how do they do that? Uh, so on Twitter and Instagram, I'm Petrie Bojangles which is a weird thing sorry you know <laughs> I, <laughs> sure <laughs> um, and then uh, for my magazine Burnt Ruddy Mag on Insta and Twitter and then O Queer Cupid on Twitter and the next O Queer Cupid yes. night is 3rd of September in King's Cross amazing I'm going to try and come please do I, I think I'm free I think I'm free I'm oh going to try God, and come do it. it'll, it'll be, be so much fun well, it's been amazing to have you on the show. You were such an incredible guest. Um, and I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Tom Aspall. This is Back to Earth. See you later. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to FUBARradio.com.